Hello once again and welcome to another edition of Radio Elevate. My name's Cody. And I'm Jennifer. And we're so glad to have you right here today as we talk about one of my absolute favorite worship artists out there going today. I can't believe we're in week number four and it's taken us this long to get to my man, Mr. Zach Williams. I'll never forget where I was. I was in a car headed to work. The first time I heard the song Chain Breaker, I knew I immediately had to look this guy up when it was the first worship album I was able to listen to front to back, start to finish. It was absolutely fantastic. I love it. It's got that country, got that southern rock beat that I like. And Zach Williams has made an integral part of my worship ever since the guy has came on the scene uh, Jennifer, how has, has breaking down some of these worship songs, how's this become important to you? Uh, I think it's just really making me be mindful of what I'm listening to and what, you know, I'm putting in the car with me and the kids and really just helping us to get in a good mindset for the day on the way to school, on the way from school, um, and just really helping us to, um, you know, have some good positive messages um, coming through the car. Well, a couple of uh, years ago, right in the middle of COVID, I guess when everything was still kind of shut down and people were starting to, to try to, to get out just a little bit, we actually got the chance to go see Zach Williams in Marion, Virginia at a drive-in theater. Uh, it was him and Big Daddy Weave. It was an awesome night. We had some awesome Philly cheesesteaks that night. I remember that too. It was an awesome time. What did seeing Zach Williams and Big Daddy Weave, how, how, what live did that mean to you? Um, it was really good. Um, I, you know, I'm not a huge Zach Williams fan just as far as his rock aesthetic goes, but, you know, obviously he's, he had a really great testimony and, you know, it was, it was a really good show. His testimony's fantastic. There's, there's videos out there on YouTube. There's tons of great stuff about him where uh, Zach Williams tells some of his testimony. He was actually part of some prison ministry at one time. Zach Williams was a, a southern rock guy. He played. He actually wasn't a musician by trade. He was a, uh, a basketball player by trade. And then he found the guitar when he was in college, went overseas, was a southern rock touring musician when the Lord called him into ministry. And he came home. And one of the biggest ministries that he was a big part of was prison ministry. And he went in. He's got an awesome album from Harding Prison that has some awesome tunes in it, including, I believe, the song that we're going to talk about today. The song that we're going to be discussing today is going to be the song Less Like Me. Released in 2019, Less Like Me became the third single off of Zach Williams' sophomore album, Rescue Story. The song was certified gold and hit number one on the Billboard Christians charts and number three on the digital downloads. Although one of Zach Williams' more popular songs, it didn't perform quite as well as some of the other singles such as Chain Breaker, Rescue Story, and There Was Jesus, and, and that might be because of Dolly, but the song has resonated with Zach Williams fans and we can all see why. The modern feel of the song gives us an impactful message of striving to be more like Christ in our walk with Jesus and struggles that we face by doing so. And when we come back from this break, we're going to hear from Zach Williams as he gives us the story behind the song, and we're going to dive into being a little more like Jesus. But before we get there today, I want to talk a little bit about what we did over the last weekend. We had an awesome time joining with Abounding Grace Baptist Church when we had a phenomenal kickball game, a great time of fun and fellowship with some other believers. Uh, coming up on July the 9th, we're also going to be having a, a kickball game 
with them. We're gonna be joining up over at the park over there by Wetlands, having a great time for that. If you've not had a chance yet, make sure you go visit us on our website where you can join in on the worship with this episode. You can also donate. You can also download the uh, Bible study journal that goes along with this. That's www.radioelevatepod.com. like me I wanted to write a song that just really touched on how imperfect we are as humans for me I know I struggle with you know feeling like I'm worthy or good enough I have my good days I have my bad days just like everybody else for me I want everything you know to be pointed back to him the song's not about me it's about each day that I, I see myself going through life like are there things that I, at the end of the day I could have done better are there things at the end of the day that that could have made me a little more like Jesus. And, and for me, this song is, is all about that. It's about embracing imperfections and knowing that there's a God there that's perfect, that loves you just the way you are. A little more like Jesus, a little less like me. So verse one reminds us that we all fall short of God's perfection. John, or first John chapter three, verse four says that Everyone who sins is breaking God's law, for all of sin is contrary to the law of God. You know, since the time that sin entered the world, we knew that we were not going to be perfect. You know, it was clear that that sin had entered our hearts, that we had become a little bit more knowing of the world with our knowledge and knowing more of the things that God know. And that's how we started to know that we fell short of being Christ-like. Uh, how do you think that we fall short of being Christ-like? I mean, it's even, <clears throat> excuse me, it's even in, you know, our slogan at Crosspoint, no perfect people, only a perfect God. I mean, we all, you know, from the time that we sinned against God, you know, in the Garden of Eden, we we fall short daily. Um, you know, we are we have the flesh aspect of us that we follow and are tempted by, and, you know, a lot of people give into that. So, I mean... Christ doesn't have that. He's perfect in all ways, perfect in, in, in everything he is in heaven. And we, you know, we have to, to, um, try to figure out those temptations of flesh and culture every day. So, I mean, we, you know, sin constantly. You know, Romans chapter three, verses 23 through 25 talks about how it's God that makes us right, that there's really not a lot of good in us. The goodness that comes in us comes from when we accept Christ into our life. And and the goodness that other people can see in us is really what they see with us in Christ. And it reminds me that it's, it's a pretty big responsibility to be a believer and to be an example for Christ to others to see because we're constantly being watched. We're constantly being judged by the outside worlds and they don't truly understand that when we see ourselves, we don't see ourselves as perfect. A lot of other religions try to strive for that perfection. We're not really striving for perfection in our walk with Jesus. We're striving to be more like Jesus and being a believer is an acknowledgement of that. We're just trying to be more like Jesus and less like ourselves. I agree with that. I mean, we it's a big responsibility we might be the only you know example of christ that they see in the world um they could look around 
obviously there's not a lot of you know cross in our culture um you know depends on what their family life st is stuff and stuff is like but we could be the only example that that they see of Christ. so it's our responsibility to be you know his hands and feet and his disciple disciples of his word here on earth and and try to be that that influence on other people to try to draw them to to christ you know, I think of it of times when us as believers have fallen short of being like Jesus. And I can't help but think about a lot of times that uh, Sunday lunch Christians, right? The, the folks that go out to eat after church on Sunday mornings, we spend all this time going to church and, and, and spending time in God's word. But we become less like Jesus the moment we go into a restaurant. I know I'm guilty of it sometimes too myself. When things sort of start not going our way, we start to get a little more upset and we start to not show God's glory shine through us quite as good. Yeah, definitely. So uh, do you feel kind of emotionally sad or in a less positive state when you know that you've let Jesus down? Oh, definitely. Because, um, you know, he gives us that grace and that mercy freely, but in return, he wants us to be, you know, good disciples of his word and, and to teach others about him. So definitely whenever, you know, I might not be Christ-like or might not take the opportunities he gives me to share him with others, you know, it definitely lays heavy on my heart. So I definitely try to take all those opportunities that I can to do that. Well, we talk about in the song, the moment right before our eyes. In the in Luke chapter 10, verse 30, he tells us the story of a good Samaritan. And basically, uh, there's an injured guy and, and a guy that walks by him is a preacher and he doesn't spend time, spend time to help the guy. Another guy comes by and he doesn't spend time to help him. But a good Samaritan comes by to help the injured person. And it really is a good reminder to us that the inconveniences that we face can be the moments before our eyes. And the story of the good Samaritan to me reminds me that it doesn't matter who the person in help is needed. We're called to be more like Jesus and help that person. Definitely. And even if you don't know what that person is going through, I know a lot of the times it's hard to help others, you know, that we don't know that might not be like us because we fear the unknown. We fear that, you know, we might not be able to relate to what they're going through. But even if you've never been in their shoes and you can't relate, you know, sharing Christ and his love and, and, you know, God will put in your heart and in your mouth the words that that person needs. So he'll give you that wisdom. So I know a lot of the times it's hard because you just might not be able to relate to that person and relate to their situation. But the important thing is you're there for them like Christ is there for us and, and letting him put those words in your heart to give that person when they need them. And, you know, when we talk about the Good Samaritan today, you know, that's going to be somebody in today's world that kind of looks like a Muslim or, or somebody that does not think and believe as we believe. But Christ has not called us to judge those people. Christ has called us to help them and do what Christ would have done for us in that situation. Because, hey, there was probably a time in our life where we weren't saved too. But Christ still came to save us and Christ let others show us kindness and goodness so that 
we could be saved as well. And I wonder why it's so hard for us to help others not like us. And I think a lot of times it might be because we're afraid of confrontation or we're afraid of, of just being wrong and how we minister or we're afraid of being judged by the other person. Right. Yeah, I agree. And definitely, like I was saying before, the fear of, you know, my, not knowing exactly what to say because you can't relate to them. So definitely. You know, and, and I, I try to think to myself as as I put myself in those shoes is who are the people in my life that I find it hardest to help? Who are the, the, the folks in my life that I have a hard time being like Jesus towards? And I think, you know, people that just constantly make poor decisions, or at least as I perceive them, poor decisions are people that I have a hard time relating with. So I have a hard time understanding them and showing Christ-like love to them because I just have a hard time relating with, with how they think. What are some people that you have some hard times being more like Jesus with? I think the people that are resistant to help, um, and those are the people that need it the most because you know, before we're saved, we're obviously resistant to changing our ways, but God continues to pursue us. But I think it's hard for me personally to put myself out there over and over again to people that might resist Christ or resist, you know, Christianity and stuff like that might resist me offering to, you know, for them to come to church, things like that. It's hard for me to put myself out there, but I have to remember that, you know, prior to my relationship with Christ, that's what he did daily is, always trying to draw me to him and put himself out there to, to have a relationship with me. So I, you know, try to continue to do the same. But I think for me and my social anxiety, it's just hard for me to put myself out there to people that are, you know, more resistant and less, you know, eager to, to come. Well, and the song to that point talks about us seeing past ourselves in our day-to-day life. And it comes with having us that we have to understand that, our walk is with Christ is not the same as other people's walk. We aren't Christ. We aren't their Savior. We're just the, the vessel for them to get to their Savior. We're just a person passing by in their life for them to come to know Jesus. So we have to see past ourselves in these insta- instances so that we can let others come to know Jesus. Yes, definitely. We have to see, you know, see past you know, ourselves, like you said, and then not how we can benefit from what we're doing, but how we can bless others. So see past ourselves. We don't need to look how we can gain from something or what we can benefit from those interactions or those blessings that we can give to others, but how that's going to bless them and how eventually, hopefully that'll bring them to Christ. And you say the word benefit, and I think that that's kind of the big thing as to why we don't really spend our time Mm -hmm. to help others is because you know, whether we want to admit this or not, we all have this selfish view. And and when we see, you know, the beggar on the street, as the song says, and some other folks, our first thought is really, hey, how is this taking of my time Mm going to benefit me? And a lot of times it's not, and especially when it's somebody that we don't think as we think, don't see as we see, we see absolutely no benefit in it because there is no benefit for us, Mm -hmm. but there could be tons of benefit Mm -hmm. for them. And it just goes back to saying we have to end up seeing past ourselves because if we're constantly focused on our benefit, we're never going to grow the kingdom of Christ. And we'll never see the bigger picture because God always sees the bigger picture. You know, there's so many dangers from us being selfish, Mm -hmm. right? And, And it's so easy to do in this world. You know, in... 
in school and in, in work and sports, we're, we're always constantly taught to strive hard, do good work, and that we'll be rewarded. And that kind of comes with a selfish mindset anyway. Hey, I want to be the best. I want to be on top. I need to pass over others to get to the top. But that's not what Jesus taught us. When we do that and we're focusing on our own goals, you know, for example, somebody that's, you know, busted their tire on the side of the road, but we're running late for work. That's a ministry opportunity right there. That person in that car may or may not know Christ, but they may see Christ in us when we stop and say, hey, here we are. And there's a cross hanging from our our rearview mirror right there. And maybe that's the first person that they've come across that can let them see Jesus in them. Mm -hmm. Hey, here's 20 bucks for your help. No, it's not about that. Just get you on your way. Glad we could help. But we have to become comfortable with us being burdened with helping other people. It's not our goal. It's not what our end result becomes. It's how did we help this person today? And that's really what Jesus taught us was to put ourselves last and put others first. And I mean, and our time is not our own. So we may be burdened with it taking up our time, but That's time that the Lord has given us on earth to do his will. Time that he has already planned out. He has already made, you know, he already knows our choices and our decisions. So, I mean, he knows the things that we're going to do that he's laid out for us. So, I mean, it's not our time. Just like it's not our money. It's not our, our things. It's things that God has given us while we're here on earth. So, I mean, it's we're using his time to do his will. When we when we continue to look at all this selfishness that we really have to become comfortable in saying that, hey, we are selfish people, we ignore a world around us that really needs Jesus. And when we ignore the world around us, that's what Zach Williams is talking about here when he says that we're missing the moments right in front of our eyes that we can really help and let others see Jesus. But the song in verse 2 gives us some acceptance that Christ changes who we are, and internally he changes who we are. The song says, I've been saved from who I used to be. I know before I was saved uh, and before I had a really true relationship with Christ, I was even more selfish than I am after I was saved. I was completely task-oriented. I was completely career-oriented and goal-oriented. How has your life changed and your mindset changed since you've accepted Christ into your life? Um, Definitely priorities have changed, and I think that, that people see that in you as you change with Christ as well. But, you know, priorities change, um, you know, just your, your day-to-day your thinking changes instead of how can this benefit me? You know, what am I doing? How we know, what can I do to make myself happy? You're thinking more, you know, Christ has done this for me. What can I do to honor him? You know, how can I help someone else? Things like that. So you're, so my, my thing was definitely less selfish thinking more about, you know, what can I do for other people? You know, before we accept, Christ into our life, we we become comfortable with knowing that we're born selfish. We're born without that goodness of Christ. It requires that journey and that relationship with Christ to strengthen us to not be selfish. When we're not being selfish, it allows others to see a change in you. I know we worked with a girl when you and I worked at Applebee's. Uh, we worked with a girl. Her name was Brittany, who was always positive and always happy. And I could never quite figure out what the the peace was in her life until she told me it was her relationship with Christ. 
that's when I started learning that our actions and our peace that we that we put on display for others to see is really how people can see Christ in us and how people can see a change within us. Definitely. Def- the way you treat people, the way, um, you know, you talk to people, the way you fellowship, you know, there's definitely a change once you, you know, get to know Christ and, and start to change your mindset. Well, the song says, even at my best, I must confess, I still need help to see the way that you see. That really talks about the importance of spending time with God. And I know here we are in episode number four, and I think that's been a talking point that we've hit every single week on the on these episodes and these podcasts so far, is the importance of spending time with God. How do you think that we still need God's help to be our best and be more like Jesus. You know, we'll, we'll never stop needing his help and his, you know, grace. You know, even as we get saved and have a relationship with him, that doesn't mean that our flesh goes away. You know, we die to our flesh and, you know, we are created new through salvation and through baptism. But, you know, we, we still continue to sin, um, you know, if not daily, you know, very often. So we have to continue to repent. We have to continue to ask God's forgiveness and and know and have faith that He has, you know, forgiven us and given us mercy on that. You know, we can never be perfect. The only perfect person has already walked the earth and died on a cross for us in our sins. You know, we'll never be perfect. We'll, we'll need Him forever and ever until until the day we go to heaven. You know, we've got to have a humble heart to be more like Jesus. And we just have to be aware that we're not going to be like Jesus unless we're mindful of it in the moment. And it takes that programming each day. It takes that Bible study. It it takes that time in prayer and being with God. You know, accepting God's help changes the way that we view our life currently and world events. I know when I see world events going on now, I see how God's hand is in everything. And even when something bad goes on or something on the news goes on that I don't love, that that I'm not a big fan of, I've started to try to, to humble my heart to see how's God's hand on this. You know, we accept his rule over the situations, not ours, when we get put in that situation. Yeah, and, you know, having God in your life and looking at the culture and the world's events, you have a peace that someone that doesn't know Christ just wouldn't understand. Um, you know, like you were saying that he has his hand in all of it. You know, you've got that peace knowing that, that you know, God already knows the outcome. He knows what's going to happen. He knows, you know, what's going on and that, that we just have to have faith in him that, you know, he's doing, you know, right by us and that, that he has it all figured out. Well, the bridge of this song reminds us that our works and our actions are not what gets us into heaven. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 through 9 says, God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. You know, being a Christian and having a relationship with God is something totally different than any other world religion. Most world religions have a works-based salvation. We have something different. It's all about the relationship, not how good of a Christian you're being. 
Well, you know, if, I, I believe that if it if it was all works based to get into heaven, that you know nobody would be in heaven because we all sin daily. Even people, you know, in the other religions that that we've learned about, you know, there it's all works based in all the different levels, yada yada. You know, they still sin. There's no perfect person even in those religions. So, you know, if it was all works based, then then no one would be up there. Um, you know, there's nothing that we could ever do to deserve to stand in heaven with God and the angels. There's nothing that you could ever do that I could ever do that, that we could ever deserve that. So, you know, we serve a loving God that gives us grace and a second chance, you know, after the cross to be with him. So, you know, it's definitely, definitely all grace because no one, no one could ever attain that. You know, and and when you have a, a works based system to get you into heaven, that's all subjective. It's all about a, a changing standard. With being a Christian, we don't have to be a good enough Christian to get into heaven. We just have to accept God's salvation and God's gift of grace into our life. The other religions, there's no guarantee, even if they're doing everything right as they perceive to get into heaven, there's no guarantee that they're going to get in. And there's no just real love or relationship with the God of other religions. It's a human understanding of a, a greater power versus a relationship aspect that comes with our God that gives us that grace and salvation. You know, the works, though, that we display as Christians are a result of the relationship with God being on display in our lives. Why do you think it's so important to display good works, even if that's not the way that we get into heaven? Our works should be, you know, an outward expression of what God has placed in our hearts once we're saved. I mean, once we're saved, He, you know, lives within us. So our our fruits and our and our um and our good works should be, you know, just expression of that it's to show others the grace and compassion of God that He shows us daily. Um, our good works are a fruit of the gift of salvation. And then even our good works are God's gift to us. So he plants those good works in in us, and those are gifts to us So for him to show us how good he is still. So, you know, our works are gifts to him, but they're also gifts to us so we can can see what he's done in our lives too. Um, You know, like I said, it says in the Bible that all of those are planned by him ahead of time. So, you know, we are just doing his will. You know, being saved too makes us want to do right by other people. It changes who we are at the core and makes us really want to be more like Jesus. And and when we can show that salvation to others, we want to be able to talk to them and even minister to them and say, hey, we're sinners too. We're just like you. We're just trying to be a little bit more like Jesus. And when we do that and we're doing those good works, we're showing God's love through ourselves, but saying, hey, listen, we're going to get into heaven whether we do the right works today or not. We're doing this because we want to. It changes our heart. It changes our attitude. We have to let others see Christ through our works. And I think we have to do that in a couple different ways. We have to do it happily, and we have to do it with a willing heart. Definitely. Um, You know, we have to... 
keep our eyes on the Lord and be, you know, obedient to what he calls us to do. Um, you know, I feel like a big thing with doing works and stepping out is, you know, the enemy's going to try to tell us that, you know, you aren't a good enough Christian. You, you know, you're not, you're not good enough. You, you know, God wouldn't use you. Why would he use you when he could use someone else, you know, but you have to remind yourself that, you know, God has called you to step out on faith and you have to trust in his, you know, faithfulness and his truth that this is what this is what you are called to do as a Christian. And, you know, put that enemy's words behind you and just stand on, you know, the truth of God and let his voice, you know, be louder in your ear. So, you you know, it's hard, like just like with me with this podcast, I mean, you know, the enemy says, why would you, why would anyone want to hear what you have to say? Like, you're quiet. You know, people don't hear you talk. Why, you know, why would this be something that could bless other people? But I know that God calls us to speak out. And so if this is a way that I can do that, then, you know, I want to do his will. So it's hard, but it's definitely needed. Well, and it just all goes back to, you know, the the putting this together it takes time it takes time that we could be doing something else you have to put yourself aside to spend the time to do this you know the research all that stuff to put these podcasts together takes some effort it takes some bible study and it takes some courage to get out here and and speak about god and the goodness of god we live in a world now where it becomes harder and harder to stand up for god because everybody around us is is talking down about god so to be more like Jesus, we have to be willing to stand up to truth to a world around us. If you do like what we're doing right here, and if you do like that we're standing up for God right here on the podcast, head on over to where you listen to your podcast. Give us a good review. We'd love to hear it if you think that we've earned it. And if you like what we're doing, you want to support Elevate Youth Ministry, head right on over to www radioelevatepod.com click on that donation link right there and you'll be set up right there where you can donate directly to Elevate Youth Ministry. You can also check us out on the Crosspoint website at www.cpoint.cc where you can find out even more information about Crosspoint Church and Elevate Youth Ministry. The chorus of this song is a little bit different than the courses we that we've looked at so far. The course of less like me gives us some characteristics of God. And it, the characteristics that it shows us is that God is merciful. It talks about his grace, kindness, goodness, love, patience, and peace. And those are all some awesome characteristics that I know that we would like to say that we demonstrate on a day-to-day basis. But I know for me, the hardest of these characteristics of God that I could be more like Jesus and a little less like me is to demonstrate a little bit more patience. You know, patience is something that when life is busy, we're just on to the next thing. It's something that becomes just harder and harder for us to display in our life. What's one of the harder one of these for you to show in your life? Um, I also put down patience with, you know, busy schedules, little babies, and, you know, just life being so hectic right now. I mean, in today's world, everybody's days are always go, go, go. Everything is instant gratification. Everything is, you know, I want it now kind of thing. You know, Christ was patient, and he's still patient with us even today. So, you know, I definitely think that's something that, you know, I work on definitely 
you know, daily and pray for often is, is patience in, you know, my um, attitude and my, you know, just daily life being more patient for, for things to come. You know, and patience is one of those things that really does require time, right? It, it takes time to be more like Jesus. Jesus took the time to journey with people. Jesus took the time to hang out with sinners. He was patient with him. And I guess you could say he showed mercy in inside of his patience. That's just one of those things that becomes harder and harder because we're always on to the next thing. We're always on to whatever our next task is. You know, if Jesus would have taken that standpoint, he would have never went to the cross for us. So he had to demonstrate patience so that we could wait for Jesus's return. Which one of those do you think is the easiest for you to demonstrate? Um, I, I put compassion, which isn't on our list, but <clears throat> I feel, you know, in my career as, you know, a nurse and things that I, you know, have a more compassionate side than, than some people do for, you know, the vulnerable population and, and other people, at least I, you know, try to, you know, exert that compassion. But, but I feel like that's, that's my easiest is to try to, you know, relate to people and put myself in their shoes and try try to help as much as I can. You know, I think the easiest one of those is kindness. I mean, it takes no effort to be kind, and it's one thing that we all fall short of far too many times, but it takes no effort to really be kind. It takes no effort to, to be nice to somebody else. It takes little to no effort just to, to demonstrate some compassion and kindness to other people so that we can be just a little more like Jesus. And if you like a little more like Jesus and you like Zach Williams, then there's good news coming up right here for us local here in Jonesboro. Uh, coming up on Monday, August the 21st, Zach Williams is going to be rolling right into town over at the Appalachian Fair. That's where you can find Jennifer and I that night. We're going to be seeing Zach Williams live in concert. If you're a worship music fan, I highly recommend taking a chance to go check out Zach Williams and spend another awesome night of worship. But... We do hope that this week you've enjoyed the breakdown of the song a little more like Jesus. Jennifer, what are your closing thoughts on the worship song a little more like Jesus? It's a good song, and I love the way that, you know, Zach Williams talked about it. This isn't a reflection of him, but a reflection of how we can be more cross-like because, you know, he is so perfect and so worthy of us to, to emulate him. So, you know, definitely a great song and definitely just shows the characteristics and the goodness of God. Well, we're going to be showing the goodness of God right here on the podcast and trying to be a little bit more like Jesus throughout the weeks and the coming weeks. Next week, we're going to be taking a look at Phil Wickham's The Battle Belongs. And until next week, my name's Cody. I'm Jennifer. And this has been Radio Elevate. We'll see you next time. See ya.